hello, and thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the She Means Business Podcast, where we bring together badass women business owners, industry leaders, and other aspiring women to celebrate their success and empower you. I am your host, Ashley Masowski. I'm a business owner, wife, and mom of twin toddlers. Ambitious is my middle name. Join our email list and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You'll find inspiring content, updates, and the chance to connect with like-minded individuals. Remember to leave a review and share how we've inspired you. Now, let's get to business. Welcome back to the She Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Masowski. Gosh, every week I get to hear some amazing stories from some amazing women, and it just keeps getting better and better. And honestly, it really just motivates me even more to continue to succeed and do the damn thing. So today is no different. I've got this awesome business owner here today. We actually met as we have um, be- because we have the same personal trainer. Shout out to Liz. Um, we got connected and just wanted to build our network circle together. And secretly, she's branding for she's goals for me when it comes to branding at my insurance agency. Um, so this woman has the branding game nailed. So she's thoughtful and literally just an amazing human altogether. Um, on top of it all, she has a really awesome story to tell, and she is a whiz when it comes to her work. So please welcome Bree. She is a financial advisor with the Wealth Consulting Group. Welcome, Bree. Oh, thank you so much. That was the sweetest introduction. <laughs> and I love you You're so awesome. Much. I'm so glad we met. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Liz deserves all the credit on that one. She does. She does. <laughs> All the tears and the frustrations of her making us cry in the weight room. It's worth it. Yes. (laughs) So tell us your story and tell us how you became this awesome financial planner. I I love your story, but I want them to to hear it. So how did you get here? Okay. I do love my story because I feel like it's really unique. Uh, So when I graduated college, I went straight into being a teacher. I was an elementary school teacher for 11 years. I was part of Teach for America, which is a program where you commit to teaching at least two years in under-resourced schools. And so I ended up teaching in downtown Los Angeles, which was an amazing experience. I stayed there for four years. But then my family moved to Las Vegas, and every time I would come and visit, they would be like, well, look what you can you know, buy here for your first home. Your mortgage would be less <laughs> Way than different than California. <laughs> so I ended up moving to Las Vegas, and I continued being um, an elementary school teacher for seven more years. However, during that time, I went through a divorce. I had a young child. My daughter was about one and a half at the time, and... My dad was a financial advisor for over 40 years, and he was diagnosed with cancer. And he saw what I was going through as a young single mom trying to make my mortgage payments as an elementary school teacher, which everyone knows it's pretty hard to survive on that um, as a single income household. And I would, I was you know, tell my daughter, you know, I would have to leave you in daycare so I could tutor after school to bring in extra money. And so one day my dad came to me and I always tell this quote, he would say, um, or he said, you're spending too much time making a living and not enough time making a life. And so I, want I love that. 
Yeah, he said, consider, you know, quitting teaching. Um, I will pay your bills for one year and you could get all of your licenses. And um, when the year is up, you can have my business. I'm sick. I need to retire. And so I really struggled. Yeah, because, you know, financial advisors, they have a bad reputation. Um, Yep kind of like attorneys, you know, yep. that we even use. insurance agents, like it's, and insurance it, agents. It, yes. it feels like it's saturated, even though you have your good ones. So it's the good it's, ones. It's not saturated, but the rest of it gives them a bad name. So yeah. I get and it. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a financial advisor. Like financial advisors are bad. I'm a teacher, you know? And, <laughs> and this was another thing I remember him saying, like, you're not selling people vacuum cleaners. Mm -hmm. When you're a financial advisor, you're providing what people really need. And it's so true. And I'm so glad that I took the leap and, you know, um, took on this new journey because I'm so passionate about it. And really there are so many similarities to teaching because that's what I'm doing. I'm not in a classroom teaching eight-year-olds, but every time when clients, you know, it probably feels like it sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I always say like my undergrad degree was in psychology and trust me, I have to use those skills when I have couples in my office fighting about finances. So that's the story. That's how I became a financial advisor and held true to his word. And one year later, yeah, yeah, I took over. So it's been amazing. I I will say with your education background, because my family are all teachers, I'm the black sheep of the family. I think there's like three of my, of people on my, the rest of my families that didn't do teaching, but everybody else, grandparents, aunts and uncles, they're all retired teachers, my parents. And so it's funny that you said that because even my mom, I go, it's so funny. Other than I I do teach and serve at my church with the little kindergartners, but I, I tell my mom, I'm like, it's so funny. She always thought I was going to be a teacher and I thought I was going to be a teacher. And she goes, do you realize you actually are teaching and educating your clients yeah. and the way you approach it is in the teaching and education stance? And I was like, well, that makes sense. Cause I grew up playing in your classroom all it's summer so long. True. Yeah. <laughs> like do people tell you, they always tell me like, wow, like you really know how to simplify things or like, I completely understood what you were just saying when I was talking about, you know, contributions and distributions and (laughs) Roth IRAs. So I think teaching really helps to be able to educate in a way that makes sense to people because our industries both are intimidating, I think, when Mm -hmm. you're a customer. Very much so. Yeah. 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 For sure. And it's, I mean, even me, like the finance side of it, I like to sell. I like to talk to people. I like to build relationships with people. Let's be honest. Insurance is boring. Sometimes I think financial planning and figuring out my money is boring. I just want you to make me money. I don't care how you do it. Just make it grow. (laughs) So, but the, the rest of it, when you start talking, I'm like, crickets. Like I don't, you know, it's like the Snoopy, like, like I don't want to, but you have to, that's when I learned like there are professionals in everything. And it's so important that you hire a trustworthy and, you know, professional for everything that you do, especially with your money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's true. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with some people like to manage their own investments and, you know, you can absolutely do things yourself and be successful, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't hurt to, you know, you can work with a financial advisor to just get advice. You don't have to have somebody manage your investments for you if that's something that you want to do on your own. So, you know, there's different ways to work with advisors. And I think that that's because of, you know, our past and the bad reputation Mm -hmm. that have when it comes to investment management. Yeah, absolutely. And that's awesome that there are the different aspects for sure. Cause you know, some people like my husband loves to like follow stocks and do this, but I'm like, yeah, but it's yeah. fun to him. So I'm like, okay, if you want to maybe take some of this and do that and then, you know, we'll be smart with the other stuff or here's yeah. your play money. But I'm like, no, it's not fun to me at all. Not yeah. at all. I just want to see it grow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been doing this then? I want to say this is my 12th year in the business. Wow. Yeah, it goes back fast, huh? It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like what? So I kind of want to get into like your brand because you obviously took over your father's, you know, book of business and I'm sure he built and did a great job, but it's a different generation, right? And I am just, I love everything you stand for and how you've done all of your branding and how you've kind of taken your passion and put it into your branding. So how did that come about? And tell them what you, what it is. Okay. So my brand is Financial Yogi. And the way that that came about is I was part of a women's networking group. And every time we met, we would start the meeting with a professional win and a personal win. And my personal win was always about my yoga practice and my professional win, obviously about finance. And I remember one day somebody just said, you're the financial yogi. And then it just kind of stuck. And they said- Yeah. And they said, you know, you should really brand like that. And I don't know. I just felt like a little bit self-conscious about it. But then I ended up moving firms. And at my new firm, they allowed us to do whatever branding we wanted. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. And so it became my DBA. And it really does reflect, obviously, who I am. Um, because I still am an avid yoga practitioner. I've been practicing for many years. It's a very big part of my life. But it really you know, I try to incorporate it into finances. You know, health is really important to me. It's one of my big values. Um, Eating healthy, sleeping well. um, I don't drink alcohol, exercise, obviously, you know, lifting weights, practicing yoga, but, you know, also the mental aspect of it too, and the emotional aspect and psychological aspect of, you know, when we're healthy, physically, and emotionally and mentally, um, you know, our life is so much better. And so, so when when we have our finances in order, you know, everything else can run so much better in our lives. And when we're stressed about our money and we're stressed about mm-hmm. our finances, you know, that takes a toll on our physical health and our mental health. And so mm-hmm. I always say that you know, one of my goals is to teach my clients how to live a balanced and healthy financial lifestyle. So absolutely. And it's so true. And I can, I can speak from personal experience. Like I said earlier, financial finances, I don't want to see them. I would love to just have an abundance of money in there and just spend away. But I know that's not the case. And especially bringing on two little 
toddler tornadoes and they're not cheap. And you mentioned, you know, being a single mom and working and daycare. I don't care how long ago that was. Daycare is never cheap. It is not cheap. And I'm like, when is this going to be done? So it is very stressful and it is very, you know, you're like, okay, well, I thought I had this freedom, but then it's always something, right? The car seats are expensive. The daycare is expensive. We just moved to a a school that I have to supply all the food and lunches. Those things, they eat a lot. I'm like, (laughs) and, and it's, you know, it's, but my whole point is it is very stressful. And I have noticed when I kind of push it behind me because I don't want to look at my bank account or I don't want to open it up and I don't want to know, even though it's it's usually not bad and I'm making it way worse in my head than it than it really is. I tend to get more stressed with yeah. my husband. I tend to be more high strung at home. I, you know, I also then notice because that's really good point. I skip the gym. Yeah. I make an excuse. It's now easy to go through a drive-thru or to Starbucks when I have just much better coffee at my office. You know, it's, you're totally right. And you have awesome posts on social media. We will make sure all of our guests have all of your social media handles so they can follow you. But you. you have some great, just like, it really does coincide. And I can't, you know, pinpoint, there. there was a post that you had said, how yoga, you know, relates to um, your finances. And it was like a kind of like, like seven tips. I don't know if you remember, but that always stood out to me. It it wasn't seven, it was something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's, you know, I've done yoga a few times, but I don't, you know, really know it. And I'm like, she's so right. That is so crazy. I was like, she really blended this. There, there's so much truth to it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Discover peace of mind from safeguarding your family's future to shielding your company's assets. First Choice Insurance has you covered. Ask for a review or quote today. I I think the biggest like overlap was would probably be with like discipline. So I practice a type Mm. of yoga called Ashtanga yoga and we get up very early in the morning and um, Yeah, that's not happening for me. Yeah, practice like five to six days a week. But, you know, we hear all the time on social media how we need, we don't need motivation, we need discipline. And Mm -hmm. it's true for so many aspects of our lives. And if we can just be disciplined about our money, we don't have to penny pinch or not get our Starbucks or our avocado toast. But (laughs) if we can be disciplined in, you know, somewhat non-structured way, everything Mm -hmm. is just so much better. And I tell my clients that all the time, like, if you just face your debt and you just take a look at it or you scribble down a budget that's very loose, you will feel so much better than trying to sweep it under the rug or not look at it. Because just like anything else in life, it's going to be the snowball effect, right? So, you know, sometimes it just takes facing it and sitting down and looking at your current financial state to help you get Mm -hmm. to a better place. That's so true. And it's, you know, I grew up with friends that they were, their parents taught save, save, save. And then I would see them eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch every day because they didn't want to splurge on 
you know, a deli meat or something so simple. And I'm like, I always struggled because I'm like, not the best, but at the same time, I want to live my life and I want to enjoy my life. And I'm seeing more and more financial coaches, financial planners, financial advisors finally come around. And I'll be honest, I think I see it more with women than I have with men. But that's not to say I just, it's probably because I see it on social media and the people that I'm around. But don't like stop budgeting. Don't, you don't have to like, you can still enjoy your life. You're not going to be shamed. Have your Starbucks coffee if you want, you know, do this. But you know, there's a balance, like you said. And there's another yoga philosophy balance. Yep. There you go. See, (laughs) see, and I I truly believe in, I really shouldn't say this live um, on here because I think I'm just going to make my mom's ego just like explode. But life is all about balance. And, you know, that's what she's always said. So it pains me say that out loud again. Okay, mom was right um, on some things. But, you know, like, you you still have to enjoy your life. You might not be able to afford the big trip. Fine, you know, but then do you want to save here? But do you want this here? And so look, that's probably what you help, right? Like, look, look at the big picture. Where are your goals? How are we going to get there without making sacrifices? Because if you're miserable day to day, right? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. And I think people have this misconception of meeting with a financial advisor is just going to be talking about like numbers in an account. And I always say, this isn't about just, you know, accruing money in an account that sits there. This is about how to be able to live out your best life. You know, Mm -hmm. how are you going to realize your goals and your dreams and what you want for yourself, whether that's travel, early retirement, whatever it may be, you know, your first home. Um, That's what financial planning is. It's about how to achieve your your dreams in life because let's be honest, like it takes money. (laughs) (laughs) There's no getting around that. So it doesn't grow on trees? Right? Yeah. I'm like, that's, I love how like people are like, oh, talking about money or, you know, talking about death, it's, it's taboo. But in my industry, it's like, that's all we talk about, you know? You know, we, we do, I know you do life insurance, we do life insurance and it's like, it's morbid. Nobody wants to talk about it. But at the end of the day, you're planning and this is a fact of life. And so, you know, I, I got my parents to finally get a trust because I'm like, you, you need it because I'm the one in charge of this. I don't, you know, we don't know when our time is. And, uh, but you know, it, you don't want to talk about those hard things, but guess what? We're adults now. We got to get the hard things out of the way. Right. And then we can talk about the fun stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. And you guys like her social media posts, her, and then she's, because she's just an awesome human. She, I think it was what national insurance agent day. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Cause there's a day for everything. So she got me this awesome coffee mug that says, I turn coffee into policies <laughs> and a keychain, which I do use. I don't have my keys on me. Um, so you're always so thoughtful and you always, you really think about like everything you, you really, you're very relationship driven, which is probably what attracted both of us to each other because you want to make sure your clients like here, you know, you're giving them putting them into the right hands 
you know, to protect them and to give them the right information. And what have you done on your side of things to, to do that when it comes to building relationships? What do you, what do you do? What's your secret sauce? Thank you. I love that question. Yeah. My, my relationships in the industry are so important to me because I can't do everything for my client when it comes to financial planning. So, you know, I can't provide home and auto insurance. So I want to know, you know, someone like you. So, you know, when I'm presenting a financial plan, it always says, you know, action plan, like review your home and auto insurance coverage. And I want to be able to send my clients to someone who I know is going to take care of them. So my relationships Mm -hmm. with estate planning attorneys and CPAs and insurance agents, that's, it's very important to me. Now, in the beginning of my career, of course, I was much more of a hustler when it came to networking groups and referral mm-hmm. networks. And um, now I would just say, you know, I've over the years of my career, I have built those relationships where I'm lucky enough to have those people who I feel yeah. comfortable enough referring my clients to. But even like you, you know, when I saw you posted about your book club and I'm like, oh, she's in a book club. Like I'm always trying to force myself to read more and like, oh, I could hold myself accountable and I want to meet, you know, more women in my area. And so that's why I was just like, can I join your book club? You know, I was like, yes. (laughs) And one of my clients was in the book club. I know. Right. And it's just Vegas is such a small world. It's I'm like, Every time I'm like, wait, you know, so-and-so, how is that even, it's such a small world. (laughs) I I really admire that about you though, your ability to bring awesome, strong women together, which obviously that's what this podcast is centered around, but I just wanted to tell you that I really admire that about you. Well, thank you. I've, I've learned, I've pretty big bite of humble pie having those kiddos and you get knocked down and I'm not one that likes to ask for help. I can do it all. I, I think I can do it all. And it's, it really does. They say it really does take a village. And when you're becoming a mom and you're running a growing business and it's, it's a, a life, it's a lot to juggle. And so it's like, I need I really need to focus. So just like you, I'm just a few years behind you. I hit the ground running with the networking events and the networking groups and all the things. And then you just realize who your circle is and it needs to be small. And I can have a lot, but I really keep those close and, you know, close to me. And I keep my circle very, very small on that end. And so, but there's still different aspects. And so every personality has a different vibe. So having different connections, not everybody that, you know, I have in my circle is great for your circle. But at the end of the day, we know you wouldn't let somebody near you or close in your inner circle if they weren't a good human and a good person. And I just, so I, I really switched to, I went away from a lot of the networking groups and they're, they're, they're just a time suck. Like it's hard because you're, pulled in so many different directions. So I'm very particular about what I do. And when I saw the book club and I was invited to it, I'm like, uh, at first I was like, okay, well, I'm not the most intellectual. And I'm thinking like these really big books and you have to have these really, you know, 
intellectual talks and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm really out of my comfort zone here. I like to read for like fun or motivation. And I just realized, you know, it, we have to do like our own hobbies, right? We have to do things for ourselves and then just build. So that's what I've loved about this group is it's just a bunch of women and we need a break from our family and we need a break from the background. And you know what people don't know on the podcast too is you introduced me to your daughter who is an awesome babysitter because mom and dad need to get out of the house. So um, that has been very helpful on the occasions um, that we need it. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because she was getting ready to babysit for you and she's like, okay, I got to gear up for this. I'm like, do you need a cup of coffee? <laughs> She's like, no, I'm going to be fine. And I'm like, do you play with them? Because, you know, as a babysitter, like you can't just sit on the couch and like look at your phone. Do you? And she's like, mom, yes, of course I play with them. Like that's what I'm paid to do. I'm like, okay, just making sure. <laughs> but then every they, time they keep her busy, house, they wouldn't like, let her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know. I, I go, but what I do, you know, it's funny because I'm like, I lived for the nighttime babysitting gigs, right? It's like one to two hours of, you know, intense play. And then you put them down and now you just get to sit and relax. And you're like, I don't care when, when, when the parents come home, I'm just doing what I want to do and I can breathe now. So I'm like, girl, and I'm like three times your age. So you can imagine like, <laughs> this is not easy. Yeah. She loves it. Yeah. So, well, it's been like, I, I can't say enough about like your business and how you've kind of like molded it to yourself. And, um, you know, I don't know if there's anything that you want to give to our listeners as far as tips with the struggles that you faced and that you've had to overcome. I mean, honestly, going from teaching to, I know while there's some similarities, you're going from teaching to, I'm running a business while well, actually taking over a business, which I'm sure, you know, had some struggles with the previous owner, your father being a different generation. And then just, you're still raising a family, your kids during the process of growing a business. So if there's anything that, any tips, tricks, anything that kind of helped you get through, I mean, obviously yoga was a big one for you, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, what comes to mind most is just for any woman out there wanting to become a business owner, maybe you're a new business owner and you're facing struggles and challenges. Just remember, it's just like anything else in life. It's a journey and it's a long haul. Like you can't get rich fast. You can't get in shape fast and you have to have the lows to really appreciate the highs. And, oh you know, I've been in business, what, about 12 years now, and I still have lows and things happen with clients that I still take personally and get emotional about. And, but you, you can create the life that you want and you can have a work-life balance, you know, as long as you stay committed and disciplined and give yourself grace and realize that sometimes things just take time. Like I remember someone mm -hmm. was like, just wait, once you're like five or six years into the business, people are just going to start coming to you and you're going to get clients naturally. And I was like, when, like, when is this ever going to happen? And it does, you know, and if you just, if you do the right thing and you treat people mm -hmm. well and 
you stay disciplined when it comes to your craft, yeah. like you can be successful yeah. and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That is for sure. And that's so true. And I need to literally take what you just said and apply it to my own life. So I need to appreciate those nuggets because we all have more to grow and and you're you're so true. You've been planting the seeds for so long and it really does. I think your reputation just ends up speaking for itself, you know, like that. And I think that is what helps, you know, in anything. You always do the right thing. It might not be, you know, the outcome might not have been what you wanted at that time, but it all comes full circle. I truly believe that. And you just stay true to yourself and and that's where you see probably the most growth. And that's what I've been experiencing too, is just like, okay, like, all right. So I'm, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, that's, that's why I'm doing this. I'm like, you know what? I, I wanted to shift a little bit. I love insurance and I still love it. And I've, I'm building this foundation and process in my agency that I don't necessarily have to be there. And I don't want to be working 50, 60 hours a week, but I have an awesome team around me. But I want to do this. Like, this is a passion. Like you, you still need people around you to keep you going because I mean, you work for yourself. You don't have 500 people to sit and talk to, or you don't have, you know, necessarily you have corporate, but you don't like, right. you still have the freedom to, to yeah. do what you want. And sometimes that gets lonely and you yeah. need, you need the village to go around yeah. you. Yes. Well, I That's love so it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to yeah. listen to the episodes coming I out. am so excited. This has been awesome. So if you guys, please reach out. Actually, quick question. Um, do you only do Nevada or are you open? How does it work on the financial side of it? Good question. Yeah. So I'm licensed in about 17 or 18 states. So I, awesome. can, okay. I can do business anywhere. We'll have it. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll list that in the show notes and all of your contact information. You guys, she's amazing. I can't speak enough about her. So thank you so much, Brie, for being on here. I appreciate you and your time. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Ashley Mastowski. Tune in next time for more inspiration and stories from women who've made an impact. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Special shout out to Little Dog Social Media for making all of this come together.